For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Coming from China. And the big question is, what should the U.S. do now? And specifically, Nancy Pelosi. I can't wait to hear your thoughts tonight on this Friday night because this is really scary stuff. You know, first, after the call with President Biden, he has the conversation with, you know, we know the leader of China yesterday. They talked for two and a half hours I still am astounded that it sounds like he didn't even bring up the origins of COVID. Didn't get into, like, intellectual property theft. I mean, there's a lot of things that if I were on the phone with the leader of China, I would first say, hey, when are we going to get access to the Wuhan lab? We didn't find out about that, you know. We're still waiting on those answers. Hey, what about any meetings you may or may not have had with Dr. Fauci? There's a lot of questions that I have. And what would you have asked if you were on the line with the president of China? And now we're finding out that they are obviously very concerned about this potential visit that could come as early as even this weekend with Nancy Pelosi heading off to Asia. And first off, it gets leaked that she is planning to do a stop in Taiwan. And during the conversation, apparently, with the Chinese leader and President Biden, we know that China basically said, you know what, you shouldn't be playing with fire or you're going to get burned. And now President Biden doesn't do anything. After those kind of comments, he basically says nothing. It's like silence. And so what did they come out with today? This was a stunning headline basically saying if a U.S. fighter jet escorts Nancy Pelosi's plane into Taiwan, it is going to be considered an invasion and the People's Liberation Army there of China has the right to forcibly dispel Pelosi's plane and also U.S. fighter jets. And including that by firing warning shots and making tactical movement of obstruction. If ineffective, then shoot them down. I mean, this is unbelievable. We have a Chinese official who works for a Chinese, basically, publication, and everything goes through, you know, the Chinese leadership saying, if Nancy Pelosi still decides to go to Taiwan, we'll consider it an invasion, and if their fighter jets there, we'll take it as such, and if they don't stop after a warning, we might actually take them down. That is unbelievable. An incredible rhetoric. So the question tonight for all of you guys is, what do you think? Should she still go? 
I think she should still go. I think she has to go. Can you imagine how weak America will look if we back down now? And why do you think this got leaked out, too? Because a lot of times when you do these trips, these big, you know, dignitary trips, and they try to slip into a, you know, when it's in a very kind of, you know, you know, sensitive area. And you think about like when the leaders went to Iraq, a lot of times you didn't know about it. Or if they went to, you know, Afghanistan, you didn't know about it. You found out about the trip afterwards. You didn't find out about the trip beforehand that they were preparing to slip in. This is like a big national security issue. So who leaked that she might plan to go to Taiwan and why did they leak it? What do you think? Because we have no idea of who would have leaked it. And we don't know what the objective is. Clearly, it put things in disarray and look at like what a disaster this has come to now. And then second off, do you think she should still go? I actually think she still should go. I think she needs to go because if she doesn't go, you know, the world is already going. Uh, look at the way that President Biden pulled out of Afghanistan. What a disaster. The world is looking at the way. He told first Russia, you know, if it's a minor incursion, don't worry about it. And we've seen how that's worked out. Russia went in full throttle into Ukraine. You've seen a lot of this stuff. And so now to say, okay, we're just going to bow down to China. They are going to run right over us. And they're already trying to run right over us in so many different departments. I think it would be absolutely disastrous If we do not go now, although it's obviously going to be a contentious situation, but I think a lot of what they're saying is rhetoric and just consumption for the Chinese public as opposed to something that they would actually do. I mean, can you imagine if they would actually attempt that? My goodness. But the fact that they're feeling comfortable to even say it to me says a lot about what they think or what they don't think about President Biden tonight. And they're looking at the polls. They're looking at all the stuff, like all of we are. They're seeing that it's like, all right, he's got a 30% approval rating in his own country. 75% of Democrats don't want him to run again. There was a Minnesota Democrat who came out today, everybody, and basically said, I don't think he should run. Democrats on record saying they don't think he should run. So this president's in trouble, everybody. And we're going to talk about that tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show. So first off, here is the Chinese spokesman basically talking about threats to America over Taiwan. If the U.S. is bent on going its own way, China will take firm and strong measures. Yeah, that's pretty scary. There's no gray there. When you hear that, that sounds pretty gray, pretty direct. No gray. But Biden sure has been like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say anything. Meanwhile, Republicans, by the way, I never thought we would see this, but Republicans on Capitol Hill are very supportive of Nancy Pelosi. Suddenly she's got comrades on the Republican side, and yet our president looks like a weeping willow and not even saying anything. And the world is watching this. Take a listen. This is Congressman Mike Waltz, Republican And this is what he had to say. He's the first Green Beret in Congress. And he says that a lot is at stake on how we handle this. The response from the White House apparently is this is unnecessary rhetoric. This isn't unnecessary rhetoric. This is an unacceptable threat. Uh, Speaker Pelosi, regardless of what you think of her politics, is the number three in line for the presidency of the United States. And once again, we see the Biden White House failing to be clear 
on what the United States finds acceptable and unacceptable, mm -hmm. and in this case, need to make it clear that should any harm come to Speaker Pelosi and her trip to Taiwan, it's tantamount to a declaration of war. Uh, yeah. That's the kind of clarity we need from the commander in chief right now, and we're just not getting it. Yeah, we are definitely not getting it. And no surprise, I wouldn't have expected anything different from President Biden, would you? But at a time like this, this is exactly when we have a sort of weeping willow, somebody who's gray, who produces no clarity, doesn't show leadership, has this rudderless leadership. That's what you get. That's the end result. And that's a scary situation to be in right now, especially when you're dealing with somebody like China. And so today, Peter Ducey, of course, the Fox White House correspondent, he asked Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, after Circle Back Saki, she's the one who's there now, to talk about these comments. And even the White House, even she was kind of like, uh, 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 take a listen to this exchange. An official who is associated with Chinese state media is suggesting that if Speaker Pelosi tries to go to Taiwan, her plane could be shot down. Does the president have a response to that? You know, I've been asked about, I know you're asking specifically about uh, uh, the rhetoric that we're hearing from China, but as it relates to uh, the speaker's, uh, the speaker's um, travels, uh, it's something that we're just not going to speak to. Right now, that's a hypothetical. Uh, we are we are not uh, just we're just not going to speak on her schedule. Uh, as we have said multiple times, we give advice and and uh, guidance uh, to any members of Congress where they travel to the region they travel, whether an advice on geopolitical uh, situation in the region or in the country, and any national security uh, uh, issues that may arise. But again, I'm not going to speak to a hypothetical. And everybody, we're taking your calls tonight. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Boy, is this serious stuff as we are talking about the fact that China is threatening to shoot down Nancy Pelosi's plane if it enters Taiwan airspace. This, to me, is incredible stuff. And we're also reading your social media. I always listen to your stuff online and on the air. You can also message me at Rita Cosby on Twitter. And I often read your comments here on the show. Sal, by the way, on Twitter. I love this. Sal puts, uh, China deals with America from a position of strength while America deals with China from a position of Biden. Wow. Ouch. Very good point, Sal. Everybody, 1-800-848. Nine two two two. Um, let's go to Phil. Line one. Phil, your thoughts about this? Yeah, Rita, it's very odd. I, I could imagine if we were sending over a contingent of uh, military experts or or the vice president or something. But why Pelosi? Why why would they object so so dangerously and so vehemently to having Pelosi there? I think it's because. There are several high-ranking politicians in Washington who have a lot of very intimate ties with China, and I don't doubt that Pelosi is somehow involved in that that little uh, cadre of characters. And oh, that, by the way, her... Phil, that's an interesting point. So you think that maybe there is some financial something as opposed to just some a high-ranking American official coming there? You think that maybe there's some financial incentive? What, tied to, what, Hunter Biden that we don't know about or maybe Pelosi's husband or something? 
Yeah, and more than that, she could be carrying some very confidential documents for the leadership of Taiwan, which could not otherwise be delivered practically. That that could be another option. That's a great point. Maybe she's carrying something covert. Maybe there's a lot more to the story. But still, uh, what do you make of the fact, Phil, I know you're a military guy. What do you make of the fact that there has just been radio silence from our president um, and they're making these threats, basically saying they're going to potentially shoot down her plane. I mean, that's a scary thing. Uh, what do you think we need to do? Well, Putin said the same thing. He was going to consider using nukes. He never did, never will. I think China, China, you got to understand one thing. China has a mentality of a rapid tiger. They, you know, their, their growl and their, their, their stance is worse than their actual delivery. I would think that, uh, it's blood, it's it's bluster more than anything else. However, China has been known to pull under the communist regime to pull some very dangerous stunts. Uh, so I, it's it's up in the air. But I don't understand what is their main objection. Why don't they just say why they don't want her there? Because they can't. They don't dare. Yeah. No, you're right. And and so far, as far as we know, they just don't like a high-ranking American. But I I'm curious actually by what you said because sort of opens the door that maybe there's even more to the story. Phil, thank you. You're awesome. We always love hearing from you. Have a great, great weekend. Let's go to uh, let's go to ja- uh, Jason in Pennsylvania. Jason, your thoughts. Hey, Jason. Hello? Hey, Jason, you're on. Go ahead, Jason. You got me? Uh, we got you. We got you. What do you think? It's J.C. Speaking. Oh, sorry, JC. Sorry, it said Jason. I'm so sorry. I know you, JC. Go ahead, JC. First of all, this is outlandish that they say this. First of all, it's not hypothetical how the uh, press secretary said it. They said that. That's not hypothetical. That's fact. Okay? So she, she's just out of her mind. But I think we send her there with two drone planes. But if they shoot her out of the sky, we take care of, they take care of one problem for us. But, however, yes, that would be considered a declaration. We should consider that as a declaration of war. But the uh, the, the person before me had a good point. Why don't we ask them? Why do they oppose this? But there is no conversation between Biden or the administration with the Chinese. It's always just a show rather than get the facts. If we got the facts, then they could make a judgment on what they want to do. But this is definitely a declaration of war, and we're being pushed around all over the place. Didn't China just deliver some tanks and military supplies to Russia for the Ukrainian war? We didn't ask anything about that. What is going on with our administration? And you know one thing, too, Jason, you reminded me of, we also separately, you're right, they have definitely been in cahoots with Russia uh, against Ukraine, uh, the other thing is, too, is obviously cahoots with Iran, too. I mean, there's a lot of bad actors that seem to have that, like, nexus, the trio, the China, Russia, you know, uh, Iran trio. The other thing, too, is why did we just recently give them $1 million, sell them 1 million, rather, barrels from our strategic oil reserves? Yeah, I mean, that that is unfathomable at a time where we're trying to, like, reduce gas prices. Thank goodness they're going down a little bit, um, but they're still sky high. Why would we be giving that over to them? So there's something kind of still weird about this relationship and the fact that Biden 
doesn't even say a word. You have the Speaker of the House, and it doesn't matter what party they're in, but it's even his party, you know, it's somebody who's his ally, and he won't say a word. I mean, to me, that just shows that he's, like, he seems to be scared of China. Like, he seems to be scared of anybody who has any sort of uh, gumption, don't you think, J.C.? Yeah, you know what it seems like to me? First of all, that that those that oil was taken from our reserve, emergency oil, okay? It sounds like to me that's a bribe because he doesn't want the information coming out about him and Hunter Biden on their, their underhanded business deals with China, which will be coming out very shortly, uh, about the facts about all that. It sounds like this is corruption in the worst and the deepest, the deepest state there is. It's just unbelievably, it's dirty, and it's not getting any better until this is all turned over, and it's got to be turned over. All right, Jason, uh, really important points. Jason, thank you very much. You have a great, great weekend, JC. Thank you very, very much. Great having you on the show, as always, JC, from Pennsylvania. JC brings up a great point because about Hunter Biden, you know, there were these ties. We know that, you know, he got money, and we know also that some of the group that actually got the, the oil that we just talked about was tied to a group in China that had and looks to still have ties to Hunter Biden, according to multiple reports. So it's like, oh, there may be something really questionable here going on. And could that be why our own president is mum and is silent at a time where he should say, how dare you threaten a ranking American official? Uh, this is stunning. What do you think? Uh, do you think there's something to Hunter Biden? And could that explain why Biden doesn't say a word now? Why his dad? 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show on this Friday night. By the way, in the next hour of the show, we're going to talk about the fact that, guess what? Biden's doing something he never said he would do. He said, guess what? I will drop everything tied to Trump, and that includes the border wall. And now we're finding out that quietly the Biden administration is fixing and filling in some of the holes in the border wall. This comes as a number of liberal mayors across the country are complaining about their shelters and other facilities being overrun by migrants. What a shame. Now they're dealing with what everybody in Arizona and Texas and everywhere else has been dealing with. So it's okay to fly them in in the middle of the night uh, into Westchester or Newark or Nashville or anywhere like that. But God forbid they show up on buses in Washington, D.C. or in New York City. Uh, then the mayors there start complaining. So we're going to start talking about all of that and the fact that they are now complaining and asking for the National Guard to come in and help. Meanwhile, Texas and Arizona have been asking for the National Guard forever on the border. So it will be interesting to see if the National Guard gets sent to help just a few thousand migrants compared to the millions that have been crossing the border since President Biden took office. 
Meantime, we are talking, of course, about the threats coming from China. Chinese officials saying that they will shoot down the plane if Nancy Pelosi goes to Taiwan, and it could happen as early as this weekend. What should we do? Let's go to Mike on line one. Mike, your thoughts about this? Uh, While you read it, number one, uh, Nancy Pelosi should go there, and she should wear the American flag uh, outfit. And uh, we got to make China look stupid. We got to send a few unmanned planes there, about five or ten of them. And then she should go with a few nuclear subs, maybe about 20 nuclear subs, you know, and maybe she should pop out with a a, a few uh, SEAL teams and go in there with inflatables at night and make them look stupid. Wow. And, and that's Wait, all, that, but she's got to do it. Mike, wow, that that's a full armada if that's the case going in with her. She needs SEAL Team 6, right? Those guys are great. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming out of Marion, Indiana, where a nine-year-old boy with autism was pulled safely from a Marion River. It happened just last night after 6 o'clock when police were summoned to a report of the nine-year-old who was drowning at the scene. Bystanders directed Officer Nicholas McPike to the child who was struggling in the water about 20 yards from the shore. So the officer immediately made his way to the boy. He went underwater, and he was able to pull the child up and out of the water. He and another officer then brought the boy to shore. The child was checked out by medics and amazingly appeared to be in good health and didn't even need to be hospitalized. The boy uh, was on the autistic spectrum and was nonverbal. So it was hard to obviously communicate with him. Uh, but boy, how beautiful that they were able to save him and bring him to safety and that he's doing okay. Uh, the officials in the area said thanks to the quick actions of these officers a major tragedy was averted. What a beautiful, beautiful story. And by the way, I'm the godmother of two autistic boys, so I love that the story um, is um, highlighting autism um, because any of you guys who have autistic kids, they are so smart, they're so brilliant, and uh, such beautiful kids. So bravo, bravo, and beautiful to see the police officers and the sheriffs, in this case, saving their lives. The number to call is 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. We are talking about threats now, unbelievable threats coming from China, basically saying at first, after the phone call with Biden yesterday, well, you know what, uh, if they decide to go to Taiwan, if Nancy Pelosi goes there, it will be playing with fire and the U.S. will get burned. That was like, whoa, what are they coming? What are they saying? And then now just a few hours ago, releasing a statement saying if Nancy Pelosi's plane enters Taiwanese airspace, well, then they will basically fire warning shots if they're U.S. fighter jets surrounding her. Uh, they will consider it, quote, an invasion. And if the warning shots don't stop them, then they may shoot them down. They may shoot her plane down. This is unbelievable, this kind of rhetoric. And in the middle of all this, nothing from President Biden. 
Nada, 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 nada. Everybody, the people who are defending Nancy Pelosi of all times. I don't think the Republicans in Congress have defended her on anything. There are a lot of things that you can say, wait a minute. You know, she was ripping, remember, President Biden's State of the Union address. There's a lot of things where you kind of go, can't take Nancy Pelosi. But I think she needs to go there. She's got to go show strength. And she's got to show more strength than President Biden showing 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Here is Senator John Thune saying, you know what? We need to see more cojones in the White House. What he's got to do is is project strength. I mean, you, if you, this, we are where we are with the situation, and it appears at least that she's going to make a stop there. And uh, we've always had a, a relationship, and these are sovereign nations, and we have elected officials that have visited Taiwan in the past, and uh, that should continue. So I think the president needs to make it clear that um, if we have uh, diplomats coming from the United States who have you know, work to do, negotiations and discussions to have with the Taiwanese government, uh, that he's going to support that. I, I think this, all this, the, the um, rhetoric around this the last few days, I think projects weakness. And that's uh, something that uh, this administration uh, shouldn't be doing, particularly now. Yeah, particularly now where people are looking and going, uh, that president doesn't seem to have good favorability ratings, not just in his own country, but overseas. I mean, it's a whole different ball game with this president. And General Jack Keane says we have to go forward and go to Taiwan to send a message that they're not going to push us around, China. You're not going to push us around. Take a listen. But to back away from that uh, would give President Xi a huge propaganda victory, something they they would love to see. Just going into the National Party Congress here in a few weeks where they're going to enshrine him for a third term. They want no embarrassment. Yeah, and this comes, you know, at a time where China's buying a farmland I mean, there's some really scary stuff um, where China is actually literally looking. They've purchased farmland in North Dakota and they bought it near facilities where it's like our aerospace. But I'm talking about our defense portion of aerospace also purchased it near another facility where they have drone technology. What are they doing? What are they looking at? What exactly are they suggesting? Why are they getting so close to American interests? I don't think it's a coincidence that they're buying it within a few miles of some really sophisticated U.S. military facilities. And, in fact, I want to play right now. This is Gordon Chang. Uh, This is the second bite. I did a uh, podcast with Gordon Chang called Protecting America. And when I talked with Gordon Chang, I was asking him, he is probably one of the best China experts out there by far. And we did a brand new podcast. We do one every week. It's called Protecting America. You guys got to check it out. I put it up also on my social media, at Rita Cosby. Wherever you download your podcast, you can see it. I had a great conversation with Gordon asking specifically what he thinks should happen now with Nancy Pelosi. Should she go or should she not go as she's now en route to Asia as we speak? This is what Gordon Chang said. Taiwan is important to the United States from any number of different perspectives. So, for instance, Taiwan manufactures, one company in Taiwan manufactures 92% of the world's made-to-order chips. So, obviously, that is critical. But it's more than just semiconductors. For more than a century, we Americans have drawn our Western defense perimeter off the coast of East Asia 
and Taiwan is at the center of that perimeter where the South China and East China Seas meet. But it's much more than that. Beijing has been attacking our democracy, but it's been attacking democracy as a principle. And we cannot allow China to absorb any democracy, especially one as important as Taiwan. And as mentioned, after the fall of Afghanistan, after the war in Ukraine, Taiwan has become the test of American credibility around the world, not just in the region, but around the world. And if we allow Taiwan to fall, we're not going to have our friends and allies protecting us because we would be saying to the world that we don't protect our friends. So you believe it's important that she goes, but also goes with Republicans to send a comprehensive message that this is America coming. Absolutely. They need to know in China that the United States stands united. You know, Beijing will do something provocative if Speaker Pelosi goes and they think Biden doesn't support her. But if Beijing believes that Biden supports the trip wholeheartedly, then Beijing will back off. This is just a question of the bully in the schoolyard. Apparently, nobody in the Biden administration has ever gone to high school and been bullied. So really what we've got right now is people who are making U.S. foreign policy who don't understand the principles of human relations. That is a great analogy. It's like the bully. And you got to stand up to the bully. You can't let the bully push you around in the schoolyard. Everybody knows that. But for some reason, it looks like the Biden administration missed that memo. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Michael in Long Island. Michael, your thoughts. Go ahead. Yes, how you doing, Rita? Um, thank you for taking my call. Uh, you were talking about the bully in the schoolyard. Um, the fact is that the administration doesn't seem to have any strength, and they don't know how to stand up to a bully. If you don't stand up to a bully, they're just going to walk all over you, and that seems to be what's going on now. Yeah, I agree. You have to stand up to them. And if we don't, the you know, I thought it was a great point that Gordon was just saying, as you heard, that if we don't, if we back down and don't go, the world is watching. Then the world's going to go, oh, gosh, OK, I can uh, push Biden over on this issue. I can push Biden over on this issue. They see the way we handled the dismal withdrawal of Afghanistan. They're watching other failures. And then if we cowtail now to China he thinks so much more than even Chinese-U.S. relations is at stake, like, like that this is disastrous as a message to the world that America can just get pushed over and will roll over if you make a threat. That's a very dangerous place to be. Um, I agree, Michael. Thank you very much. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Norman, your thoughts? Yeah, that's Rita. <clears throat> so who do I hate more, communist China or Nancy Pelosi? So anyway, <laughs> by the way, yeah, no, by the is, way, by the yeah. way, some days you wonder, but today it's pretty clear mm-hmm. it's China. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you, you know, but, you know, today she really challenged me. I mean, this sneaky passing of this gun bill, uh, I heard her kind of like gloating about it, uh, at, you know, on uh, the and, news. And, and by the way, Norm, clearly, politically, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that, you know, that you or right. I may not agree with, no question. But right. what about, what about right. on the, you know, it's fascinating Sheesh. on this issue. She has the GOP. The GOP has been the ones coming out and supporting her. Some Dems, too, obviously, too. 
But it's really the people who are the most vocal supporting her to go to Taiwan and to stand strong are Republican members of Congress. I think it's the first time they and Nancy Pelosi have agreed on anything in the last few years. Yeah, of course she should go. But uh, now this is tongue-in-cheek. Maybe she should, as the Chinese warned, have a big fighter jet accompany her and paint a big bullseye on the bottom of the plane. That's a joke, Rita. I I know you're joking because of course we want our American officials to be safe. Now now what yeah. about now what about though Norm? Maybe she can uh, somehow say you know what? Uh, can I talk to? Maybe she could do the conversation with the leader of China that Biden doesn't seem to want to talk about. You know maybe 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 it's uh, hey why why don't we talk on the phone and let's get to the root and origin of coronavirus? That would be my first question, Norm. She's not going to do that. She's <laughs> I know. Not gonna, she's not going to do that. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know. Look, I have no concrete proof, but there is a there's a serious corruption smell coming off of her, her husband, the the, the present entire government's relationship with China. Uh, I don't know. No. Look, obviously, look for, for Taiwan. We have to support Taiwan. I you know and I. I support Taiwan, their independence, and uh, we would never be in this situation, never be if President Trump was was the president. I was about to say, it's almost like like I really believe with what happened with Russia, Ukraine. I mean, we had a president, this one, who basically said, you know what, Uh, if there's a minor incursion, we may not do anything. And that just totally gave the green light to Putin if he didn't already feel like he had a green light with President Biden in office. And again, just like you said, I do not believe that I don't think Russia would have invaded Ukraine if President Trump was in office. And I don't think China's president would be talking this way either. Do you? No, 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 absolutely not. That's uh, I mean, uh contrary to what my liberal clients, uh, they stay there in a state of denial, contrary to uh, contrary to what they keep telling themselves, uh uh, no, it would never would have happened. Yeah, I agree. And here we are. Now, let me I have to ask you, because you talked about the money, the dirty money. Do you mm-hmm. think, Norm, that the reason Biden has been silent is either a he's weak because he just doesn't want to take a position or he's afraid of China? Or do, do you think it has something to do with money and Hunter um, I don't know about Nancy Pelosi and her and her husband, but but what do you think? Is it money or is it weakness? Combination of both. Uh, don't know. I mean, this is a guy who spends every weekend in Delaware laying on a cot. So I mean, you know, he's got one client a day. Yeah, one one he he does one thing a day, and that's it. Um, I, I don't really know. What's going on there? Is he protecting Hunter, his own his own economic situation, or is he just that he's just weak? Uh, combination of both. I, uh, yeah, that's that's a good question. Yeah, uh, and I don't know the answer to it either. That's why I was curious to learn from you. A, I don't have an answer. Yeah, Norm, thank you. Though you're awesome. You're, I always love your thoughts. That's why I figured I'd ask you, Norm. Thanks so much, Norm. And everybody, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Ben 
uh, on line two. Ben, what do you think is the reason, by the way, that Biden has been silent on all this? I think it's as simple as pie. The whole thing from the very beginning, when Trump said, you know, he wanted to, uh, uh, you know, take uh, control of the swamp, it was very simple. Pelosi and her gang are using the Congress as their personal piggy bank. And they don't want Trump overseeing what she does or what they do. They're getting all getting rich from it. And everything else is a distraction. It's got nothing to do with policy. It's got nothing to do with anything but the idea that they have their money, they have their hands in the piggy bank, and they're going to keep stealing. And they don't want Trump looking over, you know, their shoulder. That's very simple. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Well, and and by the way, that's for sure. They don't want anybody investigating them on any of their uh, boy. Wouldn't you love to like uh, have the kind of the tips that it seems, or or let's just say coincidence, right? That Paul Pelosi has that somehow he like I'm I'm being facetious because it's like you know suddenly he makes these deals and gets you know millions of dollars, and his timing has been impeccable. That those bills happen to go through Congress, like. It's like the next day or a few days, you know, it's like the guy really should be a psychic. He should be, you know, picking the uh, Mega Millions numbers tonight because he seems to get it all. She keeps all the Democrats in line because they all get a cut. They all get a cut and they're not going to ever say anything. And how sad is that for the American people, Ben? Because when you become a congressman, your job is to represent the United States, not your personal interests. And that's what they do, and they've done it all along, and that's why no one – you know, everything else is a distraction. Everything else, you know, uh, the personal pronouns, the this, the that, it's all bullshit. It's her getting the money and, and the rest of the Democrats stealing. That's all it is. Yeah, no, it's definitely a bunch of hogwash. I'll give you that, Ben. Thanks so much, Ben. Let's go to Russell, line three. Go ahead, Russ, your thoughts. Hey, Russ, are you there? Russ, call us back. You're you're dipping off. Give us a call back. Let's go to Jill in Virginia on the next line while Russ calls back. Go ahead, Jill. This country has been sissy toward China for about the last 50 years. At the time when Nixon went and recognized them and made diplomatic relations with them, I didn't think that was right. Then, then uh, the U.N. through... Uh, through Taiwan out of the U.N. and welcomed China in, allowed China in. Then Jimmy Carter made a made this speech one night with his unshaven face on my television set and said that uh, that he was uh, destroying recognition of Taiwan and there was only one China and Taiwan was part of it. So what do you think, Jill? Jill, and obviously we know the history, but what do you think right now that Pelosi should do? Well, I don't think she should have said said she's going in the first place, but having said it, I guess she has to go. Yeah, I think she has to go. And you know what's interesting, Jill? She didn't say it. Somehow it came out that she was going, and we still don't know how it came out. And I don't think it came out from her. I don't think she'd want it to get out there because typically these people just kind of show up. And, you know, when you go on a, a high national security trip, a lot of times it's like, they don't tell anybody. They have like maybe one member of the press and they have to like basically swear the, you know, their firstborn child that they don't tell anybody. 
um, and you have to kind of covertly go into. I've gone on some of these trips, not to not to Taiwan or anything, but I've gone on trips when I was covering White House where it was like, you know, you can't tell anybody that we're landing. The president's going to land here. You can follow him, you know, as we were in the media, but you cannot tell anybody. You can't even tell your family you're going. You can't. Nothing can get leaked out for security reasons. So we still don't know. How it got out, I don't think she would have leaked it out, um, you know, because, you know, knowing that it would be this enormous controversy. But maybe somebody who doesn't like Pelosi wanted to create some big issue or maybe somebody wanted to create a big issue with Biden prior to his call with the president of China. You know, uh, try to, like, uh, raise the stakes of the call. I don't know. You know, but but we have to get to the bottom of it. I think it's really interesting. Like, who would release it? And why? Jill, thank you very much. Great points. And everybody, we're going to continue with your calls. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. After midnight, we're going to let it all hang a little bit of Eric Clapton here on a Friday night on the Rita Cosby Show. We are talking about whether Nancy Pelosi should go to Taiwan or not. Now that China's saying they might even shoot down her plane, I think she's got to go. And we don't even know how they found out that she was planning on going. Somehow it was a leak. A lot of times it's a huge national security issue. So how did they find out that she was even planning to go? Who leaked it? And why? 1-800-848-9222. And why is our president completely silent when China is threatening the basically third person in line for the presidency? Because remember, it goes president, vice president, and the next is House Speaker, and that's Nancy Pelosi. That's a high-ranking American official, a Democrat, and he's silent. 1-800-848-9222. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Stan on line three. Stan, your thoughts. Uh, hey, you, by all, the way, Stan, happy Friday. Yeah, that's what they say it is today. Anyway, that is what they say. That's what I yeah. say. Uh, <laughs> Gordon Chang, Mister Chang, if you're listening, you talk to Rita, and you're worried about um, Miss Pelosi. I wouldn't worry about it. She can handle herself. The Chinese won't do anything. It's all bluster. But Mister Chang. How come you ain't talking about the Chinese purchasing a division of Forbes? How come you're not talking about that, Mr. Chang? Forbes, that conservative right-wing Republican conglomerate, is about to sell their communicate one of their communications divisions to the CCP. It's been in the papers. How come you haven't talked about that? Are you for that, Mr. Chang? I'm a liberal, but. I wouldn't sell any communication companies to the Chinese. Why haven't you said anything, Mr. Chang? I mean, you're worried about this. You talk about history of China. How about you miss this little tidbit of news, sir? Well, and by the way, you know, Did I you bet hear you, about it? Uh, you know what? I remember hearing something recently. I actually, yeah. you're, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, Stan. To Gordon's defense, because he's not here with us, obviously, um, he certainly probably knows a lot about it. And if I had asked him about it, I bet he would. We asked, I talked a lot about the farmland because it is really interesting that they're buying up locations right near U.S. air bases. That's a huge issue. Uh, another location where they're doing drone operations. My goodness. Buying up pork facilities, grain facilities. That's in the U.S. 
obviously a lot of other things. So, I mean, it would be interesting. I bet he would talk about it. I'm sure he would, Stan. Next time I get him on, I'll ask him. And we're going to continue after the break. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. It's the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. I'm just a pop feeling smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the And later on in the hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, we are going to talk about the fact that liberal mayors are going crazy. Eric Adams in New York and also Muriel Bowser in D.C., They're upset because now some of their facilities are being overrun by migrants. I hate to say, what a shame. Imagine what's happening if you live in Texas or if you live in Arizona. What about those flights that were coming in the dead of night into Westchester County Airport that, remember, Rob Astorino blew the cover on when he had video and all that stuff? And what about also all these other secret flights around the country? What about the fact that we've had a million gotaways. These are the ones we haven't even gotten a hold of. And we've had millions of ones that have been apprehended by the border since Biden took office. Well, they're not talking about those. They're just upset that now a few thousand have shown up at their shelters and they're realizing what it's like to be overrun and to suddenly have a whole new group of people that you have to pay for services for. Talk about a bunch of hypocrites because when they were running... Oh, yeah, come on in, migrants. We welcome everybody. But then when they come to their city, well, Mayor Muriel Bowser of D.C. this week said, we need the military to help. Take a listen. We need the federal government to be involved. So I've asked um, for the deployment of the Guard, as long as we need the Guard to deal with the humanitarian crisis, that we expect to escalate. The number of people crossing the border seeking asylum We expect to only go up, Uh, and we need to make sure that there is a national response, not an ad hoc city-by-city, state-by-state response. Isn't that amazing? Oh, we need the National Guard now. They didn't want to call the National Guard when there were all the issues, remember, with President Trump, when all the protests were taking place. Somehow it didn't seem like the National Guard was available even prior to January 6th. But now suddenly Muriel Bowser, the liberal mayor, is upset that there have been now 4,000 people have been bussed, apparently, over time into D.C., and she doesn't like it. I love the fact that Mayor Greg Abbott of Texas keeps sending him, even said a couple more today after she came out with those comments, because he's like, you know what? The whole point of this was to let you know what it's like for the people living in Texas. They're overrun. They can't handle it. And they're dealing with millions, not just a few thousand. So can you imagine what it's like if you live on the border? So now some of these liberal mayors are getting a taste of their own medicine. And I want to get your reaction as to what you think should be done and also the utter hypocrisy coming from them. We're going to take your calls later on in the hour about that. Meantime, 
We are talking here on the Rita Cosby Show about Nancy Pelosi now en route to Asia. Will she make a stopover in Taiwan? And again, this comes as China is like really ramping up the rhetoric. Uh, before the break, uh, good old Stan, who calls in here on the show, was talking about how sometimes there are different companies in America that are selling to China. That's true. A lot of places are a lot of real estate. Uh, China's buying U.S. debt. I mean, there's a lot of issues how China's really controlling things behind the scenes. And one of the other things, this is Congressman Mike Waltz was talking about, how they are also looking like they are buying up our food supply. That's scary stuff. Take a listen. Well, they're getting close to some of our most sensitive bases. One of them has space operations. Another one has our drone operations. The bigger piece is they're actually investing in so they can control our food supply. They bought up the nation's largest pork processing plant. They intend to put a $700 million grain processing plant. These companies may be perfectly innocent, but if their government tells them to turn it off, uh, in the midst of a conflict, they have to do so. we got to bring our supply chains home. They already control our pharmaceuticals. We can't let them control our food, too. Isn't that scary? Like, what are they doing that they're getting farmland right by U.S. facilities, military facilities with, like, sensitive technology, and then buying food plants and grain plants at a time with all the stuff that's happening with Russia and Ukraine over grain? I mean, there's just some really questionable stuff that's going on here. Meantime, the big question is, should Nancy Pelosi basically say, I'm not going to be afraid and I'm going to land in Taiwan, despite what China's saying, threatening to blow up the plane? My goodness, this is unbelievable. Um, You just heard from Gordon Chang too earlier, because I think he's one of the best China experts by far out there. And Gordon was saying that Nancy Pelosi should have some Republican members of Congress with her. On the plane, that if they go to Taiwan, it's even more important not just to have Nancy Pelosi by herself, so it looks like a Democratic initiative or her initiative, that it should really be an American issue. And even more so, it should be a bigger presence now that China is threatening us. We don't know if there's any Republican members on that flight with her. We haven't heard that. She was going over to Japan, which wasn't that far from, you know, Taiwan, so the next trip was going to be over there. But this could be really interesting, and that's why we're bringing it up, because this could be very heated this weekend, depending what Nancy Pelosi does and depending what the Chinese do. Are they blustering, and why? And why, when President Biden has the phone call with the Chinese leader, why is the first thing he talks about is green energy with them? That's like the last thing I'd be talking about. First of all, China doesn't care. China is like one of the biggest polluters in the world. Even if they say yes, 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 which doesn't even sound like they said yes to anything that Biden said. Um, why would you not get into any of the issues like with the Wuhan lab, uh, intellectual property theft? There's a lot of things I'd be talking to China about uh, and also Taiwan and everything else. And also, by the way, the Chinese defense official came out today after the call. He said, you know what? This is how like they just don't respect Biden. And we were talking about the contrast between Trump and Biden. Because right after the call today, they said, you know what, we heard that there were comments from the Washington side, basically, that Biden talked about genocide and criticized our human rights record and did a whole bunch of those things. That's according to the White House readout. That's not true. At least that's what China's saying. China's saying he didn't bring it up. He didn't bring up genocide. He didn't bring up our human rights record. 
Like, in other words, this president doesn't have the guts to talk about anything controversial with the Chinese. That's according, again, to the Chinese. You can take that with a grain of salt, but they're clearly definitely ramping up the rhetoric against this president. Meantime, I think Pelosi has to go. And Congresswoman Kat Kamek said the same thing, too. Take a listen. We need to be very clear, regardless if you're Republican or Democrat, we don't take threats from China. We don't take threats from anybody kindly. And we do not take our foreign policy cues from the Chinese Communist Party. And so I think it's important that Congress sends a very clear message that we are our own nation. We are a sovereign nation. And we have a long and established relationship with Taiwan. And I believe it to be an independent and sovereign Taiwan. That being said, I think given the weakness of this administration, it's important that Congress steps up and fills that gap that has been left by this administration and their foreign policy that is rooted in disarray. And she also believes that, especially now, that this has become a major international discussion and a major international dialogue. And the fact that this president hasn't said anything, he's been like, uh, 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 whenever he's asked about it. Same with the White House press secretary. They clearly do not want to talk about that. She said it's even more important that America takes a stand on this issue to show China that we're not going to be pushed around. And so I think that you're going to see a bipartisan delegation make their way out there to uh, the island of 23 million or so people. And we'll see what the outcome is and what the response is. But we need to take a stand and we will not cower down to the Chinese government. Good for her. And especially right now, we would look like a bunch of wimps, even more than Biden's already making the government look right now, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Tony on line two. Tony, your thoughts about this? Thank you very much for taking my call. You're welcome. What do you think, Tone? I came from Puerto Rico in 1962, and I was scared when Nikita Khrushchev tried to invade Cuba. And you remember what happened with a big president. Now, Trump, since Trump is here, everything was changed for good. Everybody respect us. You know what happened? Please, we have two people now. We have Russia and we have China. The next one is going to be North Korea. Because you remember what Trump says to these people. If you're trying to scare us, by the time you put the trigger on your rocket, we're going to have... The United States on top of Russia, on top of um, China, because this is what a man was. We need Trump here because look what happened in two years. The next one is going to be North Korea if we don't get rid of the bomb that we have in the White House. Wow. You know, Tone, you you bring up some powerful points, Um, especially, remember, Trump even called him Rocket Man. Remember, that's what he called the North Korean leader. And people were like, oh, like worried that he was like, but but the guy backed down and he seemed to respect him. And remember, the two of them actually met there in North Korea. Remember, Trump walked, put a couple feet in North Korea, you know, to, to say he walked there and was with him um, and to show that. But, you know, I also think you see that a lot of the evildoers in this world really had their backs up against the wall when Trump was in office. Because, sadly, in a lot of these parts of the world, as you understand, you just talked about Khrushchev and all that, the history there. Um, but in a lot of these parts of the world, they don't understand anything but strength. 
and and the world was a lot more peaceful and a lot less dangerous uh, than it is now, sadly. You know, I mean, there's so many, like, you know, fires that, like, you know, erupting between, you know, Russia, Ukraine happening, China pushing its buttons, Iran definitely uh, doing lots of uh, things, North Korea. I mean, what a mess, Tony. What, what a, do you think that if Trump had stayed in office, it would be very different? Are you kidding? Listen, the president that we have here it is two years before Trump become a president because they hated, they hate that he was a man of conviction that America is first. So this is don't start now. Start when, when Hillary Clinton was debating with Trump for the presidency. And then after Trump took over because they say, we don't want Trump here. I remember Rush Limbaugh. I remember that. Everything started before uh, Trump went to the White House, and now he actually, he's in the White House. We got to get rid of him. Now that he's away from the White House, we want to get rid of him. They cannot do it. He's going to be the next president, and if it's not him. You know who's going to be? The one from Florida. So we're going to do it. They like it or not, this is America. And this is Tony Melendez, 21, 22. I mean, since I was in... Since 1982 years old, I'm nervous because I love politics. No, 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 Tom, Tom, by the way, you are terrific, and I love your spirit. And you know what's interesting? People who also come from another country and come to America, they have such an appreciation of what this country's about and what we symbolize and what we mean to the world. Um, and I love the fact that you appreciate this country and you appreciate safety and the security of America and and I can tell how much you you just love the what America is, what it represents to the world. And, and you probably know, Tom. My parents, I'm first generation American. My father's Polish, my mother's Danish. My father, when he came over on the Queen Mary, I have the the document. It says stateless because there was no country of Poland that he couldn't go back to. I mean, it was taken over by the communists. So you know, so my father, when he came through New York Harbor, kissed the ground. He was so happy to be an American. So was my mom. Uh, so I love that spirit that you have. Tone, thank you. You you are terrific. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let's go to Dan, line one in Ohio. Dan, your thoughts. You're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Hello, Rita. It's been a while. I think China's putting on a smoke screen. There's really nothing in Taiwan that China needs. You know, China can't eat computer chips. I think China wants to scare Europe. And somehow they want to twist this around so they have an excuse to put their Chinese troops in Ukraine to help Russia because Russia needs help. Oh, that's an interesting point, Dan. So, like, yeah, create a provocation to justify them helping Russia? Yes. That's really fascinating, Dan. I haven't heard anybody say that. That, Why do you think that? That's a really interesting idea. This will scare Europe. Europe don't want... uh, don't lose any manpower. And so far, Russia controls about the land area about the size of Ohio. And Russia don't have enough troops for that big country of Ukraine. They got to help, have to have Chinese help. And that's the only way they can conquer Ukraine is with China's foot soldiers. Really powerful. Stan, I, I, Dan, I think that's actually a really interesting point because they have kind of said that they're neutral on Ukraine, even though they don't seem neutral. They're selling stuff to Russia, um, you know, buying oil from Russia, too, selling military hardware. 
but Russia would love for them to really take a much, much greater. And imagine, boy, that would be just that would be really difficult for Ukraine. They're already having a hard time right now. It's a stalemate really over there. But if they added China to the equation on the Russia side and they could say, oh, well, you know, U.S. did this and this this created this issue and that's why we need to do this. Um, boy, that is really frightening. You may be onto something really powerful there, Dan. And if that's the case, that is a frightening template for the world. And they're, I think they're just looking for any excuse, um, to help Russia in a much more public way and to help Iran and some of these others, sadly, which is really dangerous for us. Dan, thank you. You're terrific. Uh, let's go to Tony real quick in New Jersey. Tony, your thoughts. Line three. Yes, good evening. Yes, well, I, I think it's time for the United States to stand up and say we are the most powerful uh, country in the world. And we need to um, to make people respect us because, you know, with, with this government, everybody's laughing at us. You know, I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't like Trump's rhetoric when it comes to certain um, issues. But we need a strong president, and Trump is the man. I think he's going to come back, and this time I'm going to vote for him. Oh, that's interesting. So you didn't last time, but, you know, it's sort of like uh, now you realize what you're missing. Yes, yes. And you know what? Definitely, I understand that, you know, as a president of the United States, you have to keep your composure and certain, you know, the way you issue you, you certain certain things. But um, I, I think we need, we need Trump. We need him. We need a strong president. We need a president that sends a strong message to these people and tell them you can't mess with us. Yeah, and there's a lot of bad actors out there, and there are a lot of people. You know, it's interesting you say that, Tone, because a lot of people are saying they can deal with some of the mean tweets if they feel like the country's safe. Uh, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, and I'll continue your calls. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. to the Rita Cosby Show. We're talking about whether Nancy Pelosi should still go to Taiwan, even though China's threatening to blow up her plane. My gosh, what a sign of a weak U.S. president and what a mess we are in. Uh, a number of you also are messaging me on social media. You can message me on Twitter at Rita Cosby. Make sure that you follow me there. Um, Mike uh, Goldweber says, Speaker Pelosi doesn't go to Taiwan. The U.S. looks weak. She must go. So, in other words, if she doesn't go, it will make us look weak. I agree with you, Mike. I think she has to go. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Lorna. Line 8. Go ahead, Lorna. Your thoughts. Well, first of all, I feel that uh, um, Pelosi uh, probably let this thing slip out purposely. She's been in a very bad position. Uh, she knows that people resent her, dislike her, uh, and I think that she thinks that this will help her, may even help her towards a presidency. Now, I don't believe that it will, but I think that that, that could be her thinking. You know, that's an, that, that's an interesting point, Lorna, because you're right that maybe that that was the objective for her to kind of get it out there 
uh, to kind of make her like, and maybe distract from everything with her husband. Uh, Lorna, go ahead, because we cut you off there. Go ahead, Lorna. Well, that's okay. Uh, they can, the Chinese can't tell us where we can go and what we can do. <clears throat> we have to, uh, we have to show strength. Uh, I don't think that, you know, when you talk about, uh, Biden doesn't show strength. Biden is not even here. Uh, I think he's programmed. I think that well, my own feeling is that a lot of this stuff comes from the Obamas. But uh, at any rate, I feel that we're in a position right now that is, uh, I can't say it's tenuous. I think that uh, it's a very genuine threat. But I think that uh, we showed our face with the Ukraine. And I think at that time, Iran, Russia, and China kind of got together. Yeah, you're right, and that is a really scary trio there for sure. Everybody, when we come back, we are going to talk about migrants filling up liberal cities. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a powerful story coming from Fall River, Massachusetts, where a woman named Donna Martin and her family wanted to do something special to honor her father, Norman, who received the Bronze Star for his service. The Korean War veteran served in the Army for about two years. So Donna Martin decided to put a deposit down for a brick in his name to put his name to honor him at the Veterans Memorial Bicentennial Park in Fall River, Massachusetts. Now, that was back in November 2020. And what turned out, there was a whole bunch of issues with supply chain products because of the pandemic, everything else. So finally, after nearly two years of waiting, Donna Martin said her father's brick was laid down just a few days ago. So Norman... And his family got to see the brick for the first time, and he said he was so, so honored. This week also happens to be the anniversary of the Korean Armistice Agreement, which Norman said he will always, always remember. He said that soon after he came back, he got married. Uh, He told his wife he met her a year before he went into the service, and he said, I asked her if she would wait for me, and she did. We were married for 63 beautiful years. How nice is that? And his daughter, Donna Martin, said that the brick was worth the wait, that it was incredible to see, and he was very emotional for him to see it. She said for him, he was so, so happy, and is always happy to have served our great country. What a powerful story. Well, speaking of the military, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser the liberal mayor who wouldn't bring out the National Guard, wouldn't do anything to protect President Trump during the riots or any of those things. Remember, she was like doing anything she could to like basically thumb her nose at President Trump. Well, now suddenly about 4,000 migrants have come to D.C. Remember, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas said he's going to send them to D.C. and elsewhere. So, you know, basically members of Congress and the White House will realize what's going on in the border. So they'll get a little taste of the overrun of board of migrants that are happening in almost every city in Texas, almost every city across this country. So they're sending them to D.C. They're sending them to Rehoboth, Delaware. Of course, President Biden's, you know, uh, weekend location and, and longtime area that he hangs out at. 
hoping to give them a wake-up call of how bad things are at the border. And it is bad. As I was saying, they just came out with basically about a million people have gotten away. These are the gotaways. These are not even the ones that they stopped and apprehended. So that border is wide open, no matter what this president says. And lo and behold, you know, you got Eric Adams complaining about being overrun, and you got Mayor Muriel Bowser complaining about being overrun. Um, Take a listen. This is the D.C. mayor now calling for the military to help after 4,000 came to D.C., which sounds like a lot, but that's nothing. Crossing the border every day, they got anywhere from eight to 15,000. But take a listen. We need the federal government to be involved. So I've asked um, for the deployment of the Guard as long as we need the Guard to deal with the humanitarian crisis that we expect to escalate. The number of people crossing the border seeking asylum, we expect to only go up. Uh, And we need to make sure that there is a national response, not an ad hoc city by city, state by state response. Help us, help us. Now we suddenly have 4,000 that are coming to shelters and we suddenly have to pay for it and people are complaining. That to me is like, give me a break. You look at what's going on at the border every single day. You see it on TV. It's like a caravan. It's like a, it's like a, looks like a football field full of people coming almost every single minute crossing the border. It's thousands upon thousands every day. That's a lot of people crossing the border every single day. And they're upset that now suddenly they've got a few thousand in DC. And she is saying, Biden, please help me take a listen. So um, we are very focused and we continue to be very focused on having the federal government do its part uh, and take the lead in addressing what we see as a growing humanitarian crisis uh, with people who are seeking asylum um, coming across the country to get uh, to their final destinations. And we're going to continue to pursue uh, federal involvement. To me, it's like, give me a break. I think it's outrageous. I think it's great that the Texas governor is sending them to these liberal cities because they said, hey, we welcome them all. And now when they suddenly come, oh, 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 please help us. But yet they don't want to send the military to the border at all, to the border states. It's their problem, not your problem. That to me is so hypocritical. And I love the fact that Peter Ducey, Fox News White House correspondent, at least asked the question to the White House press secretary. But listen to her. Listen to the way she responded. D.C. mayor sent the White House a letter asking for National Guard help with migrants that have been bused here from Texas and Arizona. Is the president going to approve that request for the National Guard? So as uh, to your question on the National Guard, I refer you to the Department of Defense. They will have uh, that answer for you. Uh, we have been in regular touch with Mayor Bowser and her team. Uh, and I said this before. I said this last week about Republicans using migrants uh, as a political tool, uh, and that is shameful, and that is just wrong. Uh, there is a process in place for managing migrants at the border. This is not it, what they're doing currently. Uh, that, that includes expelling migrants as required by court order under Title 42, uh, transferring them to ICE custody, or placing them in the care of local NGOs as they await further processing. Again, so what Republicans are doing, the way that they're meddling in the process and using uh, migrants as a political pawn is just wrong. So the White House's preference would be for small towns in Texas and Arizona to have to take care of these migrants rather 
than a large metropolitan city. That is city not what like I said. Washington, that is not what I said. That is not what I said. No, that is not. I said that there is. Yeah, they are. They're sending migrants to big cities on purpose, so using they, them as a political ploy. So if they don't go to big cities, where should they there's go? There's a process. I just there's laid a, it out. There's, there's a, process, a process. And they come to a big city, and now there, the is, mayor says she needs the National Guard. That's so, because that's because Republicans are using they're using migrants who are coming here for who knows uh, because they are they're they're dealing with humanitarian issues back in their country they're coming here for a better life and they are being used peter they're being used by republican governors so that is what's happening you just just make the president want to say this is causing a lot of burdens on small cities big cities maybe i should just close the border what i'm saying is what republicans are doing is wrong and there is a process in place and we should follow the process there's a legal process in place and they should follow it to me, it's unbelievable. Like that dance, that verbal dance, that was like the waltz. The waltz and the tango combined. I mean, it was like, uh, 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 uh. So in other words, it's a problem when they come to your city. But if they overrun cities in Texas and everywhere else and they're committing crimes and the border is wide open and law enforcement, you know, that are down there are just overrun, that's their problem. But if we have a few thousand and they're taking advantage of your services in your city and other people are saying, gosh, we're happy to see a whole bunch of migrants, then suddenly, you know, it's it's your problem. But you don't want to deal with what's going on in the border, the root cause. My goodness. And there's no criticism. They're criticizing the Texas governor, but they're not criticizing the president with the wide open border or the borders are good old cackles. Come on, Harris, you know, Kamala Harris. Like, it's a free pass. She's supposed to be the border czar. I mean, this to me is so, so crazy. And I love the fact that Congressman Chip Roy gave this great line. Listen to him. Cry me a river. Interesting hearing the mayor of Washington, D.C., which right now, complaining about 4,000 people on 200 buses that Governor Abbott has sent to Washington, D.C. since April, running to the Pentagon saying, oh, my gosh, we need the National Guard. Oh, well, you know what? Cry me a frickin' river, right? You know, welcome to the yeah. party, pal. In, down in Texas, today in the border, we're going to have about 7,000 people crossing the border across the entire southwest border and about half of that in Texas. Cry me a river about the, I don't know, 50 bodies in a mobile morgue in Brooks County, Texas, where Sheriff Benny Martinez is having to deal with dead migrants all over the ranches. That's what we're dealing with every day. So welcome to the party, pal. I don't want to really hear all your complaining. And you want to talk about racism. How about the racism about a... Uh, yeah, DHS that is forcing these Border Patrol agents to be accused of whipping Haitians and being called exactly. racist with a completely unfounded charge. I'm just sick of this garbage. I love that fire in Chip Roy. It's true. Cry me a river. Are you kidding me? By the way, there's a report tonight in the New York Post. This was really interesting that Biden administration immigration officials apparently at the border are distributing faulty lists of New York City homeless shelters. Uh, in other words, telling them they're supposed to go somewhere and those lists turn out to be wrong and migrants end up being stranded on the streets until they ultimately kind of figure out where they're going. Uh, I mean, what a mess. They apparently are getting bussed up to the Big Apple to seek asylum. And one family, by the way, from Venezuela was forced to sleep in a car after being turned away from a Manhattan shelter, whose car were they sleeping in? They didn't have a car. They were bussed up. So, I mean, they went to a shelter, and apparently the shelter doesn't accept kids. 
So they got the wrong information, didn't know where to go. And this family apparently ended up wandering around Midtown Manhattan for three days until they were directed to a shelter that would actually take parents and kids. And apparently this is happening over and over again. And it turns out that it's the federal government that's sending a lot of these people to New York, not Texas Governor Greg Abbott. He is busing them to D.C., but it sounds like New York, they're coming to New York anyway, and they're getting the wrong duress. Can you imagine? They're wandering around Midtown, New York, like, uh, 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 sleeping in somebody's car. This is really great at a time right now where crime is skyrocketing in Manhattan and everywhere else. You want homeless people, many people who don't have a country, don't have, you know, money, can't speak the language, and they're sleeping in somebody's car. And then wandering around Midtown for a few days until somebody directed them to a shelter. It really sounds like they've got a really good monitoring system. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Carlos on line five. Carlos, your thoughts about all of this? Um, hello, Rita. I've called your show before. I'm from Yonkers, but I'm attending a national security conference in Washington, D.C., now, oh, wow. Powerful. Was, By the way, I'm so glad. I'm glad. So you're in D.C. Did you see a lot of people wandering yeah, around? That, <laughs> yeah, that D.C. stands for darkness and confusion or darkness and corruption. Depends on the day. But from being in the border, you know, two months ago, I'm from seeing the situation here. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself, along with more human trafficking, drug trafficking, more fentanyl, meth. And all millions of people who we don't know who they are or what they've done in the future and possibly future terrorist attacks. And what people are not mentioning is that most of these people came on their own because the DMV, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area has the biggest population of Central Americans in the United States. So most of them chose to come here on their own. And most of them were sent by the Biden administration, Catholic charities, and the Central American Refugee Center. So it wasn't like Governor Abbott just put them on a bus. No, most of them chose to come here, and that's what a lot of them are choosing. But the thing as you say, a lot of them got the wrong information, and there was no space for them. You, you know what's interesting, Carlos? I actually think if Governor Abbott, I mean, it's it's heartening to know that they, you know, at least for them, because obviously they, I, I don't blame anybody for wanting to come to America. It's the greatest country. I always say that, Carlos. Um, you know, I don't blame them for trying to come here. I blame us for having an open border and I blame the Biden administration for creating that. Um, but I don't blame Texas Governor Greg Abbott for shipping people to DC. I actually think it's a brilliant idea because, you know, you, you're a border, a former border agent, right? I think you and I have talked before. And so when I hear this, Carlos, you know firsthand how bad it is on those border towns and how porous it is. And a lot of these people, unless they have a flight in the middle of the night that gets shipped to them, or unless these people show up on their front door or show up in their shelters, like now is what's happening in Muriel Bowser, whether whether it was shipped by, you know, the Texas governor or whether they came on their own because, you, as you bring out so eloquently, they have a big, you know, uh, Central American population there. But regardless of all of that stuff, right, Regardless of that, I think it would be a brilliant idea because they seem so clueless, Carlos, of what's really going on in these border states. Like, you know, it's like the fact that nobody 
on like the Democratic side, other than like that that one, you know, there's the one uh, Democrat down there who's in the border, right there on the border, and he's the one who's been, and now he's primaried, by the way. The, the AOCs and those people are primarying him because they don't want him there complaining about the border. He's the only Democrat who has the guts to complain against the, uh, the border crisis. And they want to get rid of him, of course, the, the other Democrats, sadly. Uh, but nobody in like the Democratic side are complaining about the issue. Muriel Bowser is complaining, saying, I want people to help us so we can take care of the people, as opposed to saying, President Biden, look at this huge disaster you're creating. Now it's coming to my town. No one is pointing the finger at the border. I mean, that to me is unbelievable, Carlos. It's like, like, and, and they're, it's, I love Chip Roy's line, cry me a river. Give me a break that you're dealing with 3,000. That would be a slow day on the border if 3,000 crossed in one day. Well, if I might say something, I spoke with hundreds of these so-called migrants, illegal immigrants, and the number one root cause of illegal immigration is Joe Biden. That's the primary reason why all of them are coming. And things will get worse in these cities because next year all that stimulus money is going to run out. So the Center for New Americans here in New York State and all these programs created by governors, they will have no funding. A lot of these school budgets are going to be like go through the roof. There's going to be a lot of budget deficits because most schools are not prepared to handle hundreds of thousands of kids most of a lot of them do not even know their own language, and now they have to learn their own language plus English. Wow, you know what? That's a great point about the money running out, just as you said, Carlos. And that's why I think some of these places are complaining. Now we're hearing Eric Adams complaining that, oh, God, help me. But you know what's interesting? They're not saying, let's get rid of them. They're saying, basically, give me more money, you know, like give me more money so I can take care of them. Um, and like you said, is it going to be when the gravy train runs out, what's going to happen? I mean, this these poor families, you heard the story about this family that was sleeping in somebody's car because they didn't have a car. So they were sleeping in somebody's car. Can you imagine you go to work one day and you're like, oh, let me uh, drive to work. Oh, gosh, what is this family doing sleeping in my car? You know, they, And apparently they slept in the car for a few days. I mean, what that's a, what a scary place we're getting to, Carlos. I understand. I've met so many of these families. Just this year, over 200,000-plus Cubans, 200,000-plus Venezuelans have entered the country just this year, plus a lot of Haitians, over 200,000. Most of them had their visas, working visas in Chile and Brazil, but the Olympics, they are over. They the World Cup is over, so they say, let's just go up north for better economic opportunities. But they are like hundreds of thousands of people, including a lot of Chinese people, just coming through the border. Wow. And getting free iPhones and getting a, a plane ticket or a bus ticket or a free ride on a plane to the destination of their choice. Um, Carlos, before I let you go, uh, and I know that, um, you know, you work, uh, with the border agency, I want to ask you, what is the morale of the agents? Because so many of the ones that I've talked to, they are just fed up. They are overrun and they've had it. They just see this administration that all they do is minimize them. Remember, they were criticizing them for the whipping, which never happened. Um, and a whole bunch, they just feel like, they're unappreciated and they're basically babysitters as opposed to really being able to do their job and that this administration's basically throwing them under the bus. The morale is low, but 
they do their job to the best of their abilities. I had I got to spend time with the mounted patrol unit, and those are called the rear men in Border Patrol because they have to go in their horses to places where the ATVs and the trucks cannot access. And it's 130, 100 degrees in the in the desert, and it feels like 150. They have to go there rescue people, take water to them, supplies. If people knew what those mounted officers have to go through on a daily basis, they will have more respect for the Border Patrol and for those officers on the mounted units. But they love the United States, and just because they're Latino, like 60% of the border agents in the southwest border, doesn't mean that they support illegal immigration. No, they don't. They support orderly immigration, and they support, you know, like— law and order, all of them. I didn't meet a single one of them who was in favor of illegal immigration or just allowing anybody to claim asylum because of domestic violence or any other such excuses. So the Morais law, but they love their country and they're doing their best. Well, and thank God they are there protecting us and doing, just like you said, the best that they can. We're lucky to have great men and women doing that because it is such an important job. Carlos, thank you. I always love your calls. you got to call back in again soon. You are terrific. Thank you for all you do and all your colleagues, too, there as well. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. So after the show, I got to go home and find out if I'm a billionaire uh, because I did buy tickets tonight, by the way, everybody, for the Mega Millions, a $1.28 billion jackpot, one of the biggest in history. And if I win, all of you that are on hold right now, I will give you 100 bucks if I win, all right? So you got to hold me to it if I win. So that's just the few of you that are on hold because we can only have X amount. And I might even buy you dinner. I promised Stan, who calls into the show a lot, that I would... Actually, he's buying me dinner. Still have to have chivalry can't be dead. We'll still have him buy me dinner. Maybe I'd buy the champagne or something if I win. But I'm I'm dreaming of what might happen. So I hope either me or hope one of you guys wins the Mega Millions because that is awesome. How amazing. $1.28 billion. And in the meantime, we are talking about what's going on in the border because there is no money that you can put there. To put a sieve on that, what's going on there? That is a disaster of what's going on in the border. And things are so bad, by the way, that the Biden administration quietly is adding to the wall that President Trump built on the border. Remember, he started it. And as soon as Biden came in, he then stopped the project. Well, now he is quietly fixing part of the wall in Arizona. Isn't that interesting? Doesn't want people to know about it trying to be low-key and trying to keep it quiet, but he is adding part of the border wall. So if I win, maybe I can help him out with the border wall. That would be great. Maybe I could hire a whole bunch of agents if I win the Mega Millions. That would be great. I'd give them horseback. I'd give them each, uh, not an electric car, I'd give them a real car. Not an electric car. That can't happen. But they deserve all of our support. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is Rita Cosby. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 